This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for 37 years as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. And now here's your host, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hello, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and welcome to our show here. I'm here every week as we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. My 27th year of radio here in the Kansas City area, now being broadcast nationally. Looking forward every week to doing this show with you. I have been a sports psychologist since 1981 in my 38th year of work now, working with athletes at all levels of competition from youth sports all the way up to the professional and Olympic level. Each week on this show, I bring up topics that I think will be of value and worth a discussion. You know, when we look at the world of sports, so many different things happen each week that are worthy of a discussion. When we talk about mindsets and attitudes and focus. If you've listened to our show, you'll know that one of my passions, one of my areas that I really like getting into is the whole area of youth sports. And the values that youth sports can teach kids, the lessons that kids can learn from playing youth sports, and some of the negative things that happen. And it doesn't take long each week after I do this show to get a topic for the next week's show. Because every week there's some individual somewhere who does something pretty dumb. And it's worthy of discussion because it affects us all because it can impact all of us. This past week in Albuquerque, New Mexico, a youth football team was banned from their league after a parent body slammed a referee. The video has gone viral. It's all over the Internet. And people who were at the game said the brawl broke out after a player, a 13-year-old, 13-year-old, confronted the ref about a call, got fairly belligerent. And that's when a parent ran out, lost his cool, picked up the ref, and body slammed him. Body slammed the ref. So there's a flag, then a push from the player, push back from the referee, prompted the dad to cross a line that any responsible parents sports parents should know you don't do. And guess what? The entire 13-year-old football team looked on and actually some were apparently cheering it. And it happened in the middle of a Youth America Football League game in Albuquerque, New Mexico this past week at a game between two teams from one's called Rio Grande and the other's called Atrisco Heritage. And as with any youth sports league, their league has a conduct policy that parents pledge to control their emotions and set good examples. Consequently, the team has been banned. And I have a statement from the league. New Mexico Youth America Football League has a zero-tolerance policy regarding verbal threatening or physically attacking a league official, coach, parent, or child. 
Unfortunately, this past weekend, a team in our league seriously violated this policy. And because of these violations, they will no longer be allowed to participate in any football games this year. The coaches, players, and spectators of this team ended their own season earlier than it should have. Our league takes very seriously the safety of our league officials in addition to the safety of our fans. We regret the behavior of members of this team and the impact this behavior has on the entire team, our league, and youth sports in general. And that's a statement from Chad Whitaker, the New Mexico Youth American Football League president. So this team has now been banned for the rest of the season. These kids now will not be able to play because of the stupidity of a parent who decides, I don't like that call, I don't like this ref, and I'm going to go body slam it. Why would somebody do that? Well, why does anybody do anything? Self-control is a big problem in our society. It happens all the time. People lose their cools. People get out of control. At a Kansas City Chiefs football game, a young man sitting behind me and my son got verbally abusive, and I went up and got security. They warned the guy, and I stuck out my hand. I said, shake my hand, stay here, but if you keep it up, you can't be here anymore. The guy shook my hand. He was fine after that. We're seeing people deciding they can take control of their own actions or lose control of their own actions and take it out on others. Youth sports is supposed to be about development, having fun, learning, growing, teaching. Obviously, this is a teachable moment, a big teachable moment. But what lessons do these kids have? And so here's the other side of the coin. I've been in discussions about this this past week. And one very bright young lady I talked to said, I don't think it's fair that the entire team gets kicked out of the league. Well, if they have a zero tolerance policy, they have a zero tolerance policy. In other words, if any of this type of behavior, which is described early in the season, is demonstrated, the team is gone. So I want to get into discussion about this today. Youth sports is supposed to be about fun. Fun. F-U-N. Parents today have gotten so heavily involved in what happens in the games. I see it all the time in my practice. I see it when I go watch games because I go out and watch games quite a bit. You know, several weeks ago, I interviewed Brian Barlow, who's a referee, soccer referee in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He has a Facebook page where he encourages people to send in videos of parents going crazy. He puts it on his Facebook page, you get $100. I guarantee you ever sent him that video got paid $100 because it's all over the Internet. So our topic today is this. Behavior at parents at games, behavior on the sidelines. What does it teach the kids? I want to find out from you. I want to find out from you. I want to, I want to hear from some referees today. You know, there is a shortage of referees right now in youth sports. There is a problem with a lot of sports recruiting referees because of the abuse, verbal abuse, 
that these young girls and boys, men and women, are, are attacked with. And there's no other way to say it. They are attacked with verbal abuse. So I want to find out from you, if you're a referee and you have been verbally taunted at a competition, I don't care what the sport, it could be girls softball, it could be soccer, baseball, basketball, football, I don't care. I'd like to hear from you this morning. I'd like to hear from you if you're a referee and you have been verbally challenged, attacked, threatened at a competition. If you are a parent and your son or daughter plays on a team and you've been in a game and you've heard another parent, maybe on your team or the other team, verbally attacking a referee or an official, I'd like to hear from you what happened, why did it happen, and what was done about it. And I'd like to hear from some league officials. You know, a lot of people listen to this show. I get feedback all the time. If you're a league official, what are your rules about verbal abuse especially from parents during competitions. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. The topic is parental abuse at youth sport games. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Today's topic is a very disturbing one, a situation in New Mexico this past week where at an Albuquerque 13-year-old football game, a parent body slammed a referee after he didn't like a call when apparently his son started mouthing off the referee. And then all heck broke loose. The team has now been suspended from competition from playing. So I want to hear from you. We're going to go to the phones. Our first caller will be Tony, who we'll talk to in a moment. I want to hear from you. If you are a referee, have you been verbally abused by a parent before? And what did you do about it? How do you handle it? What's the, the, the routine you're supposed to go through? How do you discuss that situation? Do you ignore the parent, go to the coach? What do you do? If you are a parent... And you have been at a youth sports event. I don't care if it's girls or boys. It could be high school, whatever. There are other parents who are getting belligerent, verbally belligerent, and attacking referees. What do you do? Do you sit there in your hands? Do you walk away? Do you ignore it? Do you go report them? What do you do? I want to get into a discussion about this. And should a team be suspended from playing because a parent goes ballistic? Let's see what Tony has to say, good morning, sir, how are you? Good morning, can you hear me? Yes, you're on the air, go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, I've been uh, refereeing uh, youth soccer here in the, the Lee Summit area for a long time. And a couple things, you know, our league allows 14, you know, 14 years old, you can come in and, and start training as a referee. And I, I think it's really hard to, to get these young referees to understand that they have to take control of a game and that they have to tell parents no or, you know, just, just give them instructions. And 
we do have a 50% turnover on referees from when they started 14. Most of them quit when they're 15. <clears throat> and it's all about uh, the abuse that they're taking from, from mainly coaches, but some of it's parents. Um, all three of my kids, I got them into refereeing. All three of them quit, you know, because of, you know, my oldest daughter was verbal abuse from a coach. She never got control. She never told him, gave him his warning. Um, in our league here, if the parent goes, so does the coach. Okay. So the coach I, I think is responsible I, for the parents. So the parent goes and the coach goes. What about the other kids on the team? They're, they they say I mean they they stay. There's another coach there. They as long as there's another licensed coach there, the coach and the parent leaves, and the and the game will continue. See, here's one of the things, Tony, that I think should be done. I think if a parent of a young boy or girl goes ballistic like this, number one, hopefully there's no physical altercation like this. This guy will be charged with assault, I'm sure, because he body slammed a kid. But I think if a parent gets verbally abusive with referees and they're asked to leave, I think their son or daughter should be forced to leave with them. And then if they're going to come back, they're going to. I think a requirement needs to be they have to come back and become a referee for one season. What do you think of that? No, I, I think that, I think that would be great. You know what? I think that every coach ought to train as, as a referee. So they do have an understanding of, of the rules and, I, I, I don't know, just everything that goes on out there. I mean, I, in my games, I don't have a problem because I get control early. Well, when you're a 14-year-old, you know, yeah. Starts. Right. How old are you, Tony? I'm 58. Okay. So you've got a 14-year-old girl who's refereeing at a girls' game, and you have a 250-pound dad sitting out there who then starts to get angry at the calls she's made and starts verbally yelling at this girl. What is she going to do? He's screaming. He's a big man. He's screaming at her. Is she just going to go up and say, sir, you have to stop it or you're ejected? No, she's going to be scared to death to say anything to him. So what? Oh, no doubt. What, so what, do you t what, what should these kids do? When you, I mean, kids are refereeing. They're getting paid some money to referee. I work with a young man in my office who refs on the weekends. He's a high school junior. He's, 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 he's a big kid. He's about 6'1". Right. But he said, Dr. Jacobs, I get cussed at all the time. I get cussed at all the time by parents. I just ignore it because they've told me just to ignore it unless a guy comes after me and then I have to go to the, the head official. And we, he said it happens a, all the time. Oh, yeah. We had a parent last year, uh, last season that came out and bumped chest. Um the referee, but we, we have field marshals, you know, on, on most of our fields, so they're there to help uh, assist. And it was an older referee, um, but he did file charges, and I'm what? not sure what happened from that. So you had a guy come out and bump him, physically bump him? Yes. Chess bumped him like four or five times across the field, screaming and cussing and um, he, he was upset because of a call against his son. Okay, did he get ejected? Did he get thrown out? It was at the end of the game. That's It's kind of a weird situation, but the game had ended. The referee was in the middle of the field, and uh, that's when the parent came charging out. Was he allowed to come back after that at another game? Do you know? I do know that in our league, he was suspended. 
suspended for the rest of that season. What about his son? Well, we don't ever punish the son if we can if we can help it. So the son was allowed to continue to play. The father just could not come and view his games. So what's the okay? So Tony, as a referee, you tell me your opinion here. What's the the right thing to do when in, in this situation in New Mexico, the entire team season was ended. They're suspended because of this. They have a zero tolerance policy. I mean, I I, I read earlier. The statement from the, the president of the league, they have a zero tolerance policy regarding verbal threatening or physically attacking a league official, coach, parent, or child. And so the entire team was suspended. Do you think that's the way it should be? If someone does, yes. I are we going to, and are you seeing, how long have you been refereeing, Tony? Oh, 20 years. Is it getting worse? I think that... You know, I, I, I do competitive games and recreational games. <clears throat> and I think that it's worse on the recreational side because the parents don't know the rules. And um, most of the time when you're competitive, you know, the parents have some clue of what the rules are. But um, I, I think suspending that whole team is definitely the way to go. Well, Tony, I want to thank you for calling. And I also want to thank you for, for refereeing, sir. It's not an easy thing to do. You know, as a referee official umpire, if you do your job, nobody's going to know who you are. But you get noticed yes, whenever sir. somebody didn't like a call you make, and then you get abused. Nope. Well, no sir, thank, thank you, sir, for thank your you. time. Thank you for your call, sir. Appreciate it. All right, that frees up our phones. And I'd like to hear from if you're an official, if you're a referee, you're an umpire, I want to hear from you. When you have officiated a game, have you been verbally abused? I want to hear from you if it's been a parent, if it's been a coach, or it's been an athlete. And what did you do about it? Does your league have a zero-tolerance policy like in New Mexico where something like this happens, you're kicked out? I want to hear from you if you're an official. I want to hear from you if you're a parent. If your son or daughter has something go wrong in a game, have you ever lost if, Have you lost it with an official before? Like just somebody who's brave enough to give me a call. And if you're a coach... And you have a parent on your team who's verbally threatening or yelling or screaming at umpires or, or officials. Do you take charge and tell that parent to leave? I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I want to hear from you if you're a coach, a parent, or an official. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm here every week as we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. And today's topic is a disturbing one. In New Mexico this past week, at a 13-year-old youth football game, a parent got angry at one of the officials, one of the 14-year-old officials at a 13-year-old game, went out and body slammed the official. There's video of it online. Everyone can see it. Got angry, went out, and took this young official and body slammed him to the ground. And he was being cheered on, apparently, by a lot of the other parents and kids. The team has been suspended. The New Mexico 
Youth American Football League has a zero-tolerance policy regarding verbal threatening or physically attacking a league official, coach, parent, or child. And so consequently, the entire team was suspended for the rest of the year. They take seriously the safety of the league officials in addition to the safety of the fans. And the statement says they regret the behavior of members of this team and the impact this behavior has on the entire team in the league and youth sports in general. So my question today is if you are an official, a referee, an umpire, I would like to hear from you. Have you been verbally threatened or physically threatened at a game you have officiated at before? I want to hear from you if you have had this happen, and I want to know what you did. If you are a coach and you have a parent on your team who starts yelling at the officials or maybe even physically going after them, what do you do about it? Has it happened? I've seen it happen Many times when my sons were younger, they're 28 and 29 now, I saw this probably a half dozen times where people would go after referees. I don't understand the mentality. Well, I do understand the mentality of these people as psychologists, but I don't understand what they think they are accomplishing by doing that. Because it isn't constructive, it's destructive. And what are they teaching their kids who are watching this? The kids are watching and saying, oh, well, if dad can do that, then I can do it too. If you're a coach, have you ever had a parent on your team verbally attack a referee or an official? What did you do? If you are an official or an umpire referee and you've been verbally or physically attacked, what did you do? How did you deal with it? Should a team be suspended for the rest of the season if this happens? Should there be a zero-tolerance policy? Or should just that one parent be suspended? Or should their son or daughter be suspended with them? What should be the way we should handle this? You know, our society is getting angrier, as we all know. I feel there's more anger today than I've ever seen before. I'm going to be 64 years old in three months. I'm seeing people feeling like they can physically go after people now, verbally, and Kids are seeing this. Why would somebody do this at a youth sports game? Because they can't control themselves. It's getting worse, in my opinion. And I'm seeing more and more people do this. And I'm hearing more and more stories about it. And I want to hear from you if you're an official, if you're an umpire, you're a coach, or you're a parent. If you're a parent at a youth sports game, and there's another parent on your team who starts cursing out an official, do you say something? You don't want to get involved, you walk away, or do you go down and tell the coach? This is a problem that's getting worse, in my opinion, and we need to do something about it. Let's go to the phones. Let's see first what David has to say. David, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Great. Get your opinion, sir. You know, I, I've been coaching um, youth sports for almost 20-plus years. I've uh, done high showcase baseball. I've done football, high school level, varsity level, NCAA Division One football, NFL players, D1 baseball, I've had the privilege of sharing what I feel to be one of the most important things any adult can do is, is to give back to, to young people in, in whatever male, female, however kind of level they're at, whatever the situation may be, and, I, and I'm going to continue to do that. And I think the most important thing that you can do as a coach 
is establish what it is that you require not only from your chil- your children that you're coaching because believe it or not that's kind of the easy part but most definitely from the parents um, unfortunately parents are are almost borderline ruining youth sports and it's it's just become such a problem and it's eroding the thread of common decency throughout our society. I mean, common decency should be the number one rule that everyone has. Uh, you, would, you would like to think so, right, on this planet, and, and just understanding the reality of what certain situations are. You know, I love to coach. I have five children that are, that are some are very good athletes, some are okay. And, you know, these should be wonderful moments that we share as a community, but instead people take out their own anger and their own what they deem and i quote failings in life because they weren't there jeter and it's it's just very very sad to me so let me so let me ask you david first of all thank you for officiating because people need to hear from you what have you done when something like this has happened at a youth sports event um give us an example unfortunately i've had this happen uh quite a few times and when i'm coaching and i've got a parent that is out of line I'll ask that parent and I'll say to that parent, you know, you need to keep in mind what the rules are in our parent meeting. And I'll tell the parent very directly and very quickly, I will say, you need to be quiet. And if that parent won't follow those directions, I had this happen probably, I'd say about three years ago with one of my, one of my uh, baseball teams. And we were traveling in a tournament and a parent wasn't real thrilled about what I was doing. And that's okay. We can talk the following day. But during a game, we're not going to solve any problems. And I had to verbally and professionally and kindly, or as kindly as I could, ask the parent to zip it. And when they didn't, I paused the game. I told the umpires we would not play one more pitch or take one more swing until one of my own parents was removed from the game. And And so so how did that go? um, It took probably, I'd say, about – Five to ten minutes, the the lead official came from the park, was very cordial, very, uh, he said, thank you for handling this in a proper manner, in a professional manner. We appreciate you doing that. The other coach on the other team supported me. Um, you can't be afraid to stand up for what's right because, believe it or not, even though sometimes society doesn't show that, there are more people that care about right than wrong. And once someone has the courage to do to do that right thing, then the support will just come in waves. And so let me ask. So, so we got about a minute left here, David. So what? So what happened? So the league officials came, took a couple came, of minutes. Removed, removed the parent. The parent was still going crazy. It took. It was about a 15, 20 minute delay. Um, that parent was removed from the complex. We finished our game. Um, that parent chose to take their child home that weekend, and then I called the parent the following Monday and said, "This is not working out." Um, we're going to have to uh, we're going to have to say goodbye. I can help you with other teams and other coaches if you'd like your son to continue to play. And we and we move forward. I I, I don't have time to waste on people uh, that are so selfish and so it's just not fair to the. How did he, real quickly, to, David? Yeah. How did he react to you? Um, really didn't say very much. Was embarrassed. Um, didn't really apologize. I think if there was an apologetic tone, we might have changed our ways, but. Um, I just knew that there was going to be another problem down the road, so I thought about the other families on our team, and we just had to make it 
we just had to cut cut ties. Well, unfortunately, that stuff's happening more and more. Sir, thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. Great comments, and, and I appreciate your, your thoughts today. I want to hear from you if you're an official, if you're a coach. How do you deal with this situation? Verbal abuse from parents in the stands at youth sports games. Keith, you'll be up first when we come back from our break. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm here this week as we talk about the mental side of sports in this show. And today's topic is this. This past week at a 13-year-old youth football game in New Mexico, a dad of one of the kids on the team got angry at one of the officials, ran out in the field, and body slammed the referee. The team has now been suspended from play. I would imagine there will be assault charges charged against his father. The referee was a young person. It's online. You can see it everywhere. Why would somebody do that? Lack of self-control, ego. We talk about this in this show all the time. I've been on the radio in Kansas City for 27 years. We're now on national land. We talk about these topics all the time. want to hear from you if you're an official if you're a referee, you're an umpire, and you've been verbally abused or physically abused at a game before, and how did you handle it? Let's go back to the phones, talk to Keith, who's waiting patiently. Keith, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Great. Thank you for calling in. Yeah, I, I am a youth sports director, also a varsity official, and I've also been a parent and a coach, and I think all of those have made me a, a, a better at all, all four as I'm doing them. And I, I will say there was, there was a situation a couple of years ago where we had, uh, when I was a, a, uh, supervising, we had an official that was attacked by a parent uh, out of our complex. Uh, what sp- what sport and what sex was this? What this age? was soccer. This was soccer. Girls or boys? It was, uh, it was actually co-ed that year, or that, that day. It was just a, a nice rec game. Was, you know, we'd never have any issues, but, but, uh, this one, this one kind of got out of hand, and you know, went out there and was. I, I, the official had been pushed by the time I got out there, and there was a crowd around there, and I got spit on as we were trying to get the parent out of there. You got spit on? Yes, yeah. I got unfortunately got spit on, and we had to we had to call the cops. Now, um, what that, what that, a, what age, Keith? Were these kids? These were fourteen. U, so yeah, middle school kids. And you were spit on by yes. a, by a parent. Yeah. Yeah, by a mother. And uh, by yeah, a mother. It was the coach's wife. Yeah. So okay, so tell us what happened. I'm I'm interested. Well, we we did call the cops in that situation, uh, and they they came out and they also filed a report against us because uh, they said that our refs weren't uh, doing a very good job of keeping the game safe. So they're following child abuse cases against our officials. Which was which was unique, and the you know the sheriff when he came out there kind of laughed at it as well. But needless to say, it was a lot of extra paperwork that I didn't want to do. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Child abuse charges against the referees? Yes. Did yeah. those get thrown out? For yeah, 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 because they weren't calling a safe game. 
So, so okay, so what happened with these parents? Were they allowed to continue to be at games? Do you no, have, what's your they, policy they are, that you have? Are, we're suspended. I mean, we, we had a meeting that, that next Monday. happened on a weekend. We had a meeting with our board the next Monday. They were suspended for uh, the entire year, and then before they came back, we made them, um, you know, we, we had somebody set with them, kind of almost like a babysitter. We call it the SAGE event, uh, which stands for Set a Good Example. It's a program out there that, I encourage all youth sports directors to uh, get behind, or any program director to get behind. Uh, but, but yeah, we had some uh, sage parents sit next to them, and uh, they were, you know, basically not allowed to talk. And what what was what was sad about the whole thing, and like your last caller referred to it as well, what's sad about the whole thing is it affects the kid. We did allow the kid to continue to play. Um, the parents had uh, weren't allowed to come, but the grandparents brought them back and forth every day when they. Uh, they had to play in the game. Should you have? Should you? Do you think this policy of suspending the entire team is uh, what should be done? What's like what yeah, was done I in think, New Mexico? I think it depends. If it's a if it's a tournament, absolutely um, suspend them for the entire. You know, because it's only a two day tournament for for baseball. No, this this longer. this situation in New Mexico, the team is the season's over. The whole team. Yeah, and I think I think that's harsh. Now, now we don't know what the underlying issues were leading into that. You know, had the team been warned before? Had there been previous issues with this team before? All of that is going to weigh in from from the the director side of it. All that stuff is going to weigh in on that decision when when you meet with your board, um, because you know not one fan is going to make that that decision whether or not they're suspended for a year. So let me ask you this question, Keith, as a, as a youth sports director: When this situation happens, you have a parent who goes ballistic and they're ejected, suspended, kicked out. Do you feel that the prerequisite for them to be able to come back and watch their kids play is they have to become a referee for a season? You, you know, that is something that we have, uh, we have um, kind of kicked around a bit. Um, I know we, we also have, you know, we run adult softball league in our tournament, or, uh, in our uh, leagues, and that is one thing that we make our adult softball teams do. Um, you know, if you get if you get kicked out for whether it be a, a verbal or physical confrontation with an umpire or another player, um, we do make you uh, umpire a game before you are able to come back. Well, I think if there's a physical altercation. They should be suspended for good. I don't think you should be allowed oh, yes. to come back. Well, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. All right, so we, we so do a one-year suspension is what we do for that. Now, if it's with an official, you know that's that's actually an assault charge. That uh, depending on who the official is. I mean, you could, you get jail time for that. How long, Keith, have you been officiating? I have been officiating uh, since I was in college. Oh my gosh, twenty years. Do you feel it's getting worse? Uh, I, I don't, I don't want to say it's getting worse because I remember when I was in high school. You know, my dad and some of his friends. You know, I could, I could hear them occasionally from the sideline. I don't know that it's getting worse. I think the, uh, the level to which it gets to has gotten worse. Um, I think everybody's always going to, you're always going to argue calls. You're always going to have that. Um, I think one thing that, that helps um, is, is proximity by the, whether it be the, the sports director, athletic director, whoever's around there, go over there. Most of the time you can, you can quash these ideas just by going over there or, or these uh, altered cases by going over there and standing by somebody. You don't even have to say a word. Just go over there and stand by them and, and, and let them know, hey, you know, we know what you're doing. You're looking like a, you know, a JA or whatever you want to call it. You know, knock it off. You don't even have to say a word because 
you know, unfortunately, there's people out there that want that confrontation that go to youth sports events looking for that confrontation. Well, this is why we wrote our book. I don't know if you have a copy of our book, Just Let Them Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes for Youth Sports, Keith. But uh, I would encourage you to get it. You can get it on my website or at Amazon or Barnes & Noble. And it's the whole purpose of our book was because of these issues. And I think there's, there's a need for people to be educated Youth sports, and I don't care, all the way, you know, yeah, at high school, the winning part becomes important. We get it in our book. We talk mm-hmm. about winning becomes important when you get to middle school. That's when it should become an issue. Part of that, it shouldn't be an issue. It right. should not be. I just had a conversation with an NFL coach this past week. He's an offensive coach on, on, on a team in the NFC, and we talked about this extensively. And he, he said, Doc, you know, I've been around a long time. He's, he's in his 60s. He said, I'm hearing stuff now that I've never heard before, and it's worse, in my opinion, because everybody wants to win, and they don't want to have fun at the youth sports level. I, I coach at a level. I've been with many, many teams. I coach at a level where winning is your job. You know, you don't right. win, you're going to lose your job. He goes, but my grandkids are playing sports, and my son tells me about some of the parents that are out there that go crazy, and it's wrong. Keith, thank yeah. you for your call, sir. Thanks for your work. Appreciate it, and good luck. All right. Thank you. Take care. Obviously, from our conversations today, this is an issue we're going to keep talking about, and I will keep discussing it. I think there needs to be a procedure in your league. And and I think the zero tolerance policy in New Mexico with the uh, uh, New Mexico Youth Football, Youth Young American Football League, New Mexico Young American Football League zero tolerance policy is a policy, unfortunately, a lot of leagues are going to now. Because there are people who get out of control. But this all starts with your preseason meeting. You need to have a preseason meeting as a coach with the parents and explain behavior. Talk about travel schedules and practice schedules and rules and all that. But you talk about behavior. And you talk about parents' behavior. You talk about all that type of stuff. And you make it very, very, very clear. If you do something like this, you are going to be asked to leave. And you may be asked to take your son or daughter with you and not come back. It's something that cannot be tolerated anymore. And we need to set up guidelines and rules. And as a parent, you need to understand your kids are there to play. The reason the name of our book is called, that I co-wrote with Jeff Montgomery and Pete Malone, just let them play and not just let them win is that reason. Just go out and play. It's supposed to be about having fun. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every week. We talk about all these issues on this show. I try to bring up topics that I think you as a listener, as a parent, as an athlete, as an official, as a coach, will enjoy talking about. There are a lot of ways you can reach me. My website is winnersunlimited.com, W-I-N-N-E-R-S, unlimited.com. Our book is available on there. Just let them play, guiding parents, coaches, and athletes for you sports. You can also get it through Amazon and Barnes & Noble can send me an email at drj at winnersandlimited.com. Follow me on Twitter at, at DRJ Sports Psych, at DRJ, S-P-R-T, P-S-Y-C-H. My phone number at my office is 816-561-5556. 816-561-5556. DRJ at winnersandlimited.com is the email. Get a hold of me if you have any questions or comments. Love to hear from you. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacob. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. You've been listening to the Sports Psychology Hour. For more information, go to winnersunlimited.com.